professional or amateur athlete is injured, time to treatment is critical. That's why more tri-state schools and coaches trust the trainers and doctors of Beacon Orthopedics. In fact, more than 30 high schools, club, college, and pro teams choose Beacon Orthopedics as their official medical providers. On the sidelines and in the operating room, we get athletes back in the game safely and quickly with comprehensive sports medicine care. At Beacon Orthopedics, we care for the pros, student-athletes, and weekend warriors every day. Welcome into another episode of your WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. I'm pleased to be joined by elder head football coach Doug Ramsey via Skype today. And we are on Facebook Live as well. And coach, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to join me. Sure, no problem. Appreciate it. As always, this High School Insider Podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants where the winning play is always chicken. Download the app today for extra points. And you can always get this uh, WCPO High School Insider on Google Play, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. And I want to get right to it with uh, Coach Ramsey, Elders 2-0 after a big 38-31 overtime win over Indianapolis Cathedral last Friday night there at the pit. And before we kind of get into the game and, and kind of look ahead to this Friday's uh, matchup, uh, Coach, I, I know it was kind of an interesting uh, dilemma there with uh, with Cathedral. They were 53 minutes late to the game, getting stuck on traffic there on Interstate 74. And kind of take us how that kind of went uh, there in the pregame and maybe how to how that uh, was remedied and, and, and maybe even how it took you guys out of rhythm. Yeah, it was, it was actually kind of hard because it, I think the hard part was you didn't know exactly when they were going to get there. Um, you know, we wanted to go through a normal warm up and those types of things. So uh, it made it tough. But, uh, you know, I, I told the kids, you, there's always going to be things that happen. You got to face some adversity, whatever. I mean, we were in better shape than they were. They were stuck on a bus for four hours on a two hour trip. So, um, but yeah, it, it worked out. And, you know, I thought our kids played really well on Friday night. Another big game from uh, your senior quarterback, Matthew Luby, threw for a touchdown, rushed for three scores, including the six-yard touchdown in overtime to lift the Panthers. His 10-yard touchdown early in the fourth quarter helped to tie the game there at 28 all. And then you had Sam Harmeyer's uh, 33-yard field goal, that is, uh, with 33 seconds left, easy for me to say, uh, sent the game to overtime. Doug, just talk about your offensive effort and your output there, not only with Matthew, but obviously Joe Royer, your son Drew. A lot of players contributed there on offense. Yeah, and I think that's the key. You know, I think you start off with our offensive lines played really well. Uh, both games, they've done a good job. Uh, Matthew gives you uh, so many different things. You know, he throws the ball well, but uh, his ability to run, uh, you know, I've said this a number of times, he is probably the uh, – He's probably the fastest player I've ever coached, you know. So having that threat, you know, I think, you know, two of his his, his runs were, you know, just uh, they covered us pretty well. And he decided he's going to take off and, you know, picks up 17 yards here, runs for a touchdown there. Um, you know, I think, you know, Joe Royers, he had a big game. Um, you know, a lot of third down catches he made. Uh, you know, Drew's given us some some contribution as, as, as a slot guy and, um, you know, I think our backs, you know, uh, Joseph Catania and, and, uh, and Cooper Johnson have done a real nice job as well. So uh, so we got we've got some weapons. But I, again, I think the key, as long as our offensive line plays well, we, we you know, we've got a chance to score points. Talk about your offensive line. Everybody has, has highlighted, obviously, Jacob James and, and Luke Kandra for good reason and, and where they're going to be going next year. But uh, just talk about that that push that you're getting from that O-line to really help these guys. Well, you know, like I said, those two guys next to each other. 
you know, on the left side of our line is, you know, you've got an Ohio State player and a, and a Louisville player and guys who love to play football, tough guys. It's That's a good start. But I think we've got some other guys. Mason Berger uh, is playing center for us, first-year starter. Mason's done a great job. Very intelligent kids, making all the calls and things up front. Really kind of holds holds the group together. Um, you know, and then Carter Smith is a guy who played every snap for us last year as well at right tackle. Probably a little undersized to be a tackle, but uh, very athletic. I mean, a guy who in grade school was a running back, you know, so great athleticism there. And Drew Beckenhop is our is our lone junior playing at right guard. And and he's, yeah, I think he stepped in and, and he's contributed and played well. So, you know, that's, like I said, that's just the key. You know, they're all guys who are, are fairly athletic athletic players and uh, and tough. And I think that's that's a key being tough. Take us through a little bit of the atmosphere there. First home game there at the pit, and uh, obviously a, a, an overtime finish. Uh, uh, what a what a way to kind of have that home opener there in the in the start of the season. Yeah, you know, I, it was one of the better, really non GCL game crowds. I, I, I think in a while, um, the stadium was about full. It was loud. You know, people weren't sitting on their hands. It was a, it was a, it was a it was a great game. I mean, you if you weren't excited watching that game, then you're really not much of a football fan. So, you know, I think the atmosphere was really really good. Um, and their coach made a he sent me an email on Saturday morning asking for some film or whatnot, and and just made a comment of how great the atmosphere was and how much they enjoyed being here. And so it, yeah, it was a good it was a good home start. And that's our our hope. You know, you have a game like that and. And people get excited about the team. And, and each time you play, more and more people come out to watch. Obviously, a big challenge. You alluded to this uh, during the preseason as well. Uh, uh, coming up Friday night, we have uh, Clearwater Academy, a team from Florida um, that's uh, coming into uh, into town actually tomorrow and then going to be playing Elder there at the pit on Friday night. Uh, what do you expect uh, from this team on Friday night? Uh, very, very athletic. Uh, loaded with um, Division One players. They, they've only got 35 guys on the team. Uh, but I think 12 of them have scholarship offers. They've got a receiver. I believe his, his, you pronounce his name a Joe, a Joe, a Joe. Uh, he is already committed to Clemson. Uh, they've got a couple of defensive ends who, um, you know, I think are rated in the top 100 players in Florida. You know, so they've, they've got guys all over the place. Very, very athletic. They've got two offensive tackles that are, you know, in the 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, 330, 340-pound range. So we're going to have our hands full. Talk about that challenge. I mean, you never back away from uh, whether it be the the Herb Street event from years ago, whether it be the the Crosstown Showdown, or whether it's a, a one year deal like this game with Clearwater. I mean, what's it like just to kind of play a variety of styles and here in the first three weeks before you kind of get into GCL play? What's that? Uh, what do you tell your your team about this opportunity? Well, I think the thing is, I think our kids, you know, they enjoy these kind of challenges. Um, you know, you talk about there's a couple kids on that team that may be playing in the NFL, you know, and so a lot of them will be playing on Saturdays and say, hey, we're going out and competing against a, a group of guys like that. I compared it to, you know, back in 2015, we played a team from New Jersey that was loaded like this. Uh, the, the team from North Carolina uh, that had a 109 game winning streak, Miami Central and Delvin Cook was a sophomore and he's a third string running back on that team, which tells you how good they were. But, you know, um, yeah, it's 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 a challenge, and and I think that it's something that our kids really enjoy. Um, you know, we we have a uh, we have a new coach um, on our team this year uh, with the program, Scott Fortcamp, who was at Colerain for forever. He coached with Kerry and and then with Tom, and you know his kids are going to be coming to Elder, so he got the opportunity to come here and. 
you know, and he was talking the other day about, you know, how, how much fun it's been in our first, you know, two games and preparing for this third in teams that you don't normally see, you know, he's like, you know, we always played X and LaSalle and then we played eight GMC games, and, you know, to see different people, people from other States, you know, it, for him, it's been exciting. And it's something that we've known all along, just the opportunity to, to compete against, you know, great programs. You, you, you think about Han has been a playoff team for, for several years in a row here, all the state championships that a team like, uh, uh, Cathedral's won, and then you're going to play a team that's fairly new to, to 11-man football, but um, they are an international school, and they've they've kind of got kids from all over the place. Um, like the uh, Joe Joe, he was he was a Canadian player and was looking for for a place to come into to the United States to get recruited, and and so uh, so they've 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 got players, and it's just it's just an opportunity. Does he remind you a uh, Joe Joe? Does he remind you of somebody, or, or maybe somebody the elders faced in the past? Um, well, when you, when you look at him, he reminds me of T.O. is who he reminds me of. He is a big, uh, he is a big high school football player, especially for a receiver, but you know, he's a big physical guy that runs pretty well. Um, honestly, I'm not sure we've seen anybody because we've seen guys who can run. Uh, we've seen big guys, but he's kind of a combination of of the two with, with, with speed and, uh, and size. Talked about, um, they were an eight man football team for a while. I mean, any idea, I, I know this is probably unfamiliar territory for most of teams in Ohio that, uh, you know, play regular 11 man football, but, uh, any idea, I mean, you've gotten some feedback, maybe you've read something online about how that transition is. How does a program go from eight man to, to 11 man? How do they make that decision? I mean, any, any insight into that stuff? No, none, actually, because uh, I didn't know they were an eight-man football team until someone told me at Dad's Club last night. So okay. <laughs> I, I really had, uh, had had no idea. I just know uh, I'd seen some film of them last year. Um, they were 11-0 and 0, um, last year and were, were a pretty good team. And then they've added, I'm going to say, six or seven transfers to that group. And uh, so uh, they've... Uh, They've, they've picked up their, their talent just a little bit this year. When you go into that scouting and you watch the film, I mean, take me through, how does that compare to an opponent that you're very familiar with, such as a GCL opponent or even a team from Southwest Ohio? I mean, are you, again, are you just looking for the tendencies and habits and, and, you know, obviously the X's and O's of, of how they kind of do things offensively and defensively. I mean, does that change much? Do you take more time? Do you take less time? Cause they're so unfamiliar. Yeah, it's, it, honestly, it's hard. Um, you know, I think when you play people that you know, or at least a team like Cathedral, you know, we watch them against Moeller. Sure. You know, so you, you, there's some familiarity and, and, and you know what Moeller's like. Um, but when you play these teams from Florida, it, it's really hard to gauge, like, um, you know, how, how good is the talent? You know, so, so really it's more about um, the X's and O's. It's about... Um, about the tendencies, like you said, it's about you know, what gives them what gives them problems. And um, unfortunately, watching them in their first two games, they haven't had too many problems. So uh, they've won what sixty six to seven and fifty whatever yeah, to nothing. Put up 50 so uh, last week. Yep. yeah, so they're a team that can score and they keep people from scoring. Uh, they, they they honestly they don't do a lot. Um, they are they are they they they're I think their philosophy is we're probably better than you um, and we're going to do this and you better be able to beat us that way. Sure. Um, so, 
unless they change things, the, 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 the mental preparation for this week um, isn't, isn't like last week against uh, Cathedral who lined up in four or five, six different fronts and gave you all kinds of blitzes and, and, and ran a lot of different things on offense. This week it's, you know, they're a four down team and it has a couple blitzes and uh, offensively, um, you know, they're going to run inside zone, a little bit outside zone and, and, uh, and they're going to throw, you know, going to throw out a play action. So, you know, it's, it's what you get. Elder football coach Doug Ramsey joining me on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. And coach, before I let you go, just bigger picture here. Where do you think you are? I know it's only a small sample size, two games into the season, but uh, um, what, what do you really like about this group? Maybe just uh, uh, just camaraderie-wise and maybe outside the X's and O's at this point uh, going into week three. You know, I think a couple of things. Um, one, um, as far as exclusives do, I think offensively we're we're kind of what we thought we would be. You know, defensively we're that work in progress. Um, you know, we got a lot of new faces. I thought we did some good things the other night. Um, we just need to get a little bit more physical, attack a little bit more on defense. But I think that all comes with experience. But but I do think that I think the big thing I think this is a group of guys that 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 get along together very well. Um, I think it's a group of guys that love playing football. You know, and, and that's what we always talk about. If, if, if you're willing to buy in and do the things that you, you know, that we need you to do, and you work hard and, and we have some talent, we always have a chance to be a, a pretty good football team. And, and I think we're on our way to that. You know, I, I don't know what our record's going to end up because you look down the road at the schedule and, and, uh, and it's a tough road. But, uh, but, you know, I think if we're a team that uh, is fortunate enough in the end to be a playoff team and, and I think we can get in and, and, and make some noise and do some things as long as we stay healthy, because that's the one one negative I have right now is is just our depth. You know, we don't have a it's not like it was 10, 12, 15, 20 years ago, you know, where we had 100 guys and you had, you know, a, a lot of backups. Uh, that's not the case anymore. We're actually playing, you know, Joe Royer's playing some defensive end. Um, uh, uh, Luke Kandra's playing some some defense line. Uh um, so is Carter Smith and, and David Larkins, our tight end is playing some D line. So we've got guys that are, that are playing both sides of the ball, just not all the time, but just because of, of, of a depth thing. How do you kind of watch them? I mean, in terms of you hear about them in basketball more about watching your minutes and everything like that, but just how can you tell maybe whether it's you or one of your coaches on your staff? I mean, Hey, Luke's. You know, as much as much as he's uh, prepared for the moment, whatever. I mean, you know, if a game is really going long and deep and, and it's really intense, I mean, how do you kind of monitor all that in terms of uh, making sure that they're effective late in the game? Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's 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 hard. You know, it's it's production. You know, what are they doing? Especially when they're on defense, are they getting anything done this series? Or they look like they're tired? Do we need them to get off the field? You know, but this is all new to us as well. Um, you know, we we've not really done a whole lot of this in the past. So, you know, it's more I think more about practice and how you practice them, I and we're trying to to figure that out. You know, be able to get them enough reps on both sides of the ball that they're ready, but at the same time not overdoing it during the week. Um, that, you know, come Friday night that, uh, that, that, that they're gassed going into the game. So, um, it's just kind of, it's a, it's, um, it's a live and learn thing. You know, we're, 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 uh, we're learning on the go. Coach, really appreciate your time and insight as always. And, uh, best of luck to the Panthers Friday night. As a pit. Right. Appreciate it, Mike. Thank Thanks, you very Doug. much. Appreciate it. That was elder football coach Doug Ramsey joining me on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I want to remind everybody this High School Insider Podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants. 
where the winning play is always chicken. Go for the extra point today with a side of their new macaroni and cheese. And uh, as we just got done uh, talking with uh, elder coach Doug Ramsey there, I mentioned uh, this Clearwater Academy team is uh, absolutely uh, loaded with talent. Uh, Looking around the other uh, programs in the GCL South, just staying with the GCL South for a moment, LaSalle shut out Mason 31 to nothing last week. Uh, quarterback Zach Branham had his second straight week of uh, really con- consistent play there for the Lancers. 126 yards passing, 133 yards rushing. And, of course, St. X with a big win over Coleraine, 21-14 to there at Cardinal Stadium in the uh, annual rivalry that uh, was renewed once again, uh, part of a two-year agreement between both programs that – Lo and behold, they may see each other for the uh, for another time here in the postseason. But I uh, got to catch up with St. X coach Steve Specht after the game. We're still learning the offense. Our kids are, and they're trying to get used to it. Um, Coleraine poses some problems defensively because they're so doggone fast that it took our kids a little while to get used to the speed of the game. But we've got a lot to clean up. As I said before, Mike, it's week two. Um, you know, they're that's a playoff football team that we just played tonight, and and it exposes a lot of your issues. And uh, this game always shows you week two what you have to work on, what you have to get better at. And, you know, God willing, we'll see them down the road. It's, it's, we've always talked about it. It's it's like, uh, God willing, we'll see them again, you know, for both of us. That means we're both playing well at the end of the year, and we're both making it into the playoffs. Tell you what, I was really impressed with St. X's offense. Uh, when you talk about senior quarterback Matthew Reavy, you thought he really controlled the tempo well, really managed the game. Uh, just really played within the design of the offense. And then two uh, big-time playmakers uh, for the Bombers, Liam Clifford, the junior uh, wide receiver, and also ju- uh, senior tight end, that is Marshall Lang, the Northwestern commit. Eight receptions, 111 yards uh, receiving, and three touchdowns. And uh, a lot of this credit is uh, really going to St. Xavier's offensive coordinator, Andrew Coverdale. He came over from Louisville Trinity this past season and uh, got the chance to speak with him after the game. We want to have a system that's versatile enough that whoever shows up on our doorstep, we can make full use of their skill sets. Uh, We would like to do that within a balanced context. We would love to be able to run and pass equally. It didn't look like that tonight, but that's that's what we would be able to do. I've never had a a tight end with the skill set that 88 has. Fortunately, we've we've been able to plug him in and, and make use of him in some ways that are different before. The cutesy analogy I gave was if we were just learning French, that it would be like learning. It's not like learning French, it's learning Russian because not only do they have to learn a new language, they have to learn the Cyrillic alphabet. Okay. So, it, and, and that goes from everything to, to what we want out of practice to the communication. Uh, I'm learning every day what is fair to expect and what is not. You don't go in with what you did week 12 or year 12 at Trinity and right. but, but the kids um, absorbed incredibly well I would say we're as far further along than I could have hoped for in the process over and over this summer Steve Specht alluded to the fact that his friend Andrew Coverdale has really made uh, a difference in the Bombers offense and you can see that time and time again uh, and speaking with Andrew I mean uh, him and Steve met in uh, 2003 in a coaching clinic in Indiana. And uh, if you talk to people around the St. X program, they kind of refer to Andrew as the quote-unquote Matt Scientist. But uh, he's really made a, a world of difference so far in the first two games. St. X plays at Penn High School in the South Bend area this Friday night. And the Bombers obviously are 2-0 and and off to a great start uh, there on North Bend Road. Our WCPO Game of the Week is Princeton at Sycamore, a big-time GMC matchup. An opener for conference play for both 2-0 programs. Are looking forward to 
to seeing uh, both these teams. Princeton, obviously, everybody knows uh, from our docu-series, the Hypeville High, this entire summer with all the loaded, uh, talented recruits on that uh, that team, including Paris Johnson, Darion Henry, both going to Ohio State, Jaheim Thomas going to UC, and Juan Jarrett going to Kansas. And they're going to have a few other uh, commits as well. Sycamore, Coach Scott Dettillo got a chance to uh, catch up with him earlier this week, and uh, he's really excited about this opportunity. Uh, came uh, came back and uh, defeated Kings last week in a very impressive uh, effort for the Aviators. Uh, I know he's really impressed with their junior quarterback, Andrew Fair, and really controlling the game, as I kind of mentioned with Matthew Revy at St. X. I think it's just being very accurate and getting things done for the Aviators. Jordan McConnell is definitely a player you need to watch offensively for the Aviators. And then their linebacker, senior linebacker, Apollo Ford. He's really kind of the, the heart and soul, the energy of this Aviators defense. I remember speaking with him and uh, Coach Dottillo and a couple of his teammates uh, there at Kenwin Town Center for our Chick-fil-A uh, broadcast uh, of our podcast uh, this this past summer. And uh, Apollo is definitely a guy that uh, we'll bring in. He's played some running back in the past, but certainly the leader of that defense. I think it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere there at Sycamore Junior High on Friday night. And uh, it will definitely be uh, our game to watch as we uh, have our WCPO coverage Friday night there from uh, Sycamore Junior High. Hamilton and Lakota West, another matchup of 2-0 and teams. I was able to catch up with Big Blue coach Nate Mahan earlier this week and he says, hey, we have nothing to lose against Lakota West. Uh, talking about uh, an opportunity to face one of the best uh, coaches in the entire state of Ohio and Tom Bolden, but uh, Nate has really been impressed with uh, his play from his, uh, his, his team overall. I mean, really, he's got a lot of underclassmen who are making a difference, including uh, a sophomore running back, Keyshawn Stevens. Um, you have their quarterback is really playing well, and uh, Nate being a 2003 Hamilton grad, he says, you know, it just takes a lot of pride driving in every day and looking over at Virgil uh, Schwarm Stadium and, and knowing that's the place that he played, and uh, this is the first 2-0 start for the Big Blue since the 2016 season. And so I know things are really going well for them right now. And uh, talk about uh, Lakota West, a one-on-one team. Uh, Tom Bolton led uh, the Firebirds uh, to a victory over Centerville last week after dropping that opener at LaSalle. And uh, certainly the confidence is back there in Westchester. And, and Coach Bolton is uh, really leading the charge for there for the uh, Firebirds. Also want to mention Wyoming at Mount Healthy, another big-time matchup. Um, the Cowboys off to a 2-0 start. They have a 33-game regular season winning streak. Um, and you're talking about the defending Division Four state champions being 15-0 last year. They've really picked up where they've left off. It all starts with senior quarterback Evan Prater. The UC commit continues to impress week after week. And funny thing enough, I was ask, asking uh, Coach Aaron Hancock, has he really captured any of the uh, rushing or passing records there at, Ham, at Wyoming, that is, for, uh, as far as the quarterback goes? And he says, no, you know what? He's so balanced with his uh, repertoire, whether it's running the ball, passing the ball. He doesn't think uh, he's, he's up there at this point yet, but uh, Coach Hancock's not one to look at the uh, the career uh, milestones uh, during the midst of the season, especially in week three. So I think when it's all said and done, we'll see Evan up there. Also, a uh, final note, I want to mention Cincinnati College Prep uh, and Coach Jeremy Flug, uh, 2-0 for the first time in program history. Their sophomore quarterback, Mark Smith, rushed for 142 yards and three touchdowns and passed for 192 yards and three touchdowns in a big win over Green High School last week. And, uh, you know, congrats to uh, Coach Flug on uh, what he's doing there with the program and uh, Cincinnati College Prep atop the Division 7 Region 28 rankings, according to Joe Itell, through two weeks. So that's all we have for you this week on the WCPO High School Insider. We will be back next week talking plenty of high school football as usual. We hope that you will join us then.